Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to episode 108 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and today we are going to talk about overcoming pre-race nerves and anxiety as a runner. Uh, And this isn't just related to races. It also can be uh, good if you're a little bit nervous about starting a training plan or nervous about getting back into running and just feel like it's this big undertaking and getting started, you just feel a little bit uneasy, some anxiety about your ability to actually follow through and do it. So no matter what you're nervous about related to the fitness journey, if it's starting at the line of a race or just again, starting a fitness program, we will talk about five ways to deal with those nerves and that anxiety that happens. This is by no means like uh, any kind of I guess, advice, medical advice. This is more just some mental strategies that have helped me personally and I know that have helped some of my running friends. So just like the last episode, this episode is sponsored by Factor, which are meals that are delivered straight to your door in a big cardboard box. We love them. Uh, we usually have eight of them delivered per week and then split it up between me and my daughters. Uh, we like the pancakes. I especially like actually yesterday we got like a, a pasta that had, I think, turkey sausage in it. That was really good. And I had a chicken broccoli one for tonight. So really good. I put a link in the show notes. I think you save like four dollars if you use the link and you can try it and you can cancel it anytime. So with that, what is number one? So number one, you might have heard this before, and this is just a quick framework that you can use anytime you feel anxious and you feel nervous about your race or your upcoming long run or, you know, a training cycle, or maybe just going to meet with a running group or a running friend and you think, gosh, I'm not sure that I can keep up. Uh, the reframe that you can do is you can trick your brain and you can say, I'm not nervous. I am excited. So you fill in the blank and you switch nervous with excited. Guys, it really does work. It just is a little bit of a trick. And when you say it, you almost have to smile and think, you know, when you're excited about something, you actually have the same type of uh, release in your brain as you do when you're nervous, but it just reframes everything. And I think if you look back at your running, the times or the or your fitness in general, as you look back at the times in your running or your life in general, where you feel the most fulfilled, you feel the most satisfied, chances are, if you look back, you realize that those were the times where you felt the most nervous about doing something. Being uncomfortable at the starting line is a normal 
response. It's normal to feel that way. You're taking yourself, putting yourself in, you know, out of your comfort zone, doing something you've possibly never done before, setting a goal that you're not sure if that you can achieve. It's completely like a normal feeling to be nervous. And looking back later, it's probably going to be the best thing, one of the best things that ever happened to you. If you go try it, you're going to feel really a sense of rewarding, like just a, a reward that you can't capture if you don't get out of your own way and get out of your comfort zone. So that's an easy one, guys, is just changing that to say to yourself, I'm not nervous. I am excited. All right. The second thing is, this one's a funny one, but it's asking yourself the question, what is the worst thing that can happen? You're nervous at the starting line, right? You're super duper nervous. Your heart is racing. You have to go to the bathroom and you've already gone like six times. The porta pot line is super long and you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, I just, I'm, I'm too nervous for this. Like my stomach is just turning. Uh, if you really think to yourself, what is the worst thing that can happen? Okay. What make it, make a list, write them down. Okay. Maybe it's not finished. Like, you know, the worst thing that can happen might be that you don't finish, uh, that you get hurt during the race, that you uh, you fall down, uh, you know, at the very beginning of the race, uh, that you don't hit the time that you had trained so hard for. You don't make a qualifying time if for something that you're doing. Those are like worst case scenarios. And if you really logically write them down, then you can logically look through them and think like, are these really that bad? Like, let's say the worst thing that can happen is that you don't finish the race and you're at the starting line, right? Okay. Is that really, really going to be the worst thing ever? Uh, it's funny how when your brain starts to just get out of, you know, crazy whack and you get so nervous, how you, everything starts to be this big catastrophe. And then when you look at it logically, they're really, I mean, it, it would be really, really unfortunate if you don't finish and you don't hit your goal time after how hard you've worked, but it's really not the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Okay. So if you put that into perspective, it's going to help a lot as well. Uh, and writing those down does help too, because there's something about writing it down that just makes you think about it again, think about it again a little bit more seriously. All right. Number three, control the controllables. If you're entering a race, if you're going on a long run, if you're going to a group run that you've never done before, there's going to be a lot of things out of your control. You can't control the weather. You can't control the other people's pace. You can't control, you know, whether the other runners are nice to you or if, uh, you know, there's a hill on the course. Like you can't control those things, guys. So what can you control? So you can control your routine, your routine, and your routine. You can control what you eat. And with that, I'm going to emphasize routine, routine, routine. This is not the time to try something new uh, before a long run, before starting a new training program, before doing a race. You want to try to keep things like your diet as much normal as you can. Uh, you don't want to try any new socks. You don't want to try new shoes. You really don't want to try a new pair of shorts, something that could chafe a little bit different. You want to keep that routine, routine, routine as consistent as possible. Why? Because if you keep the routine consistent, the chances of having a successful outcome and your brain thinking, okay, I know what I'm doing. This is normal. You're just going to feel this sense of calm. That's why. So if you can control the controllables 
And anything outside of that list of controllables, you have to just say to yourself, hey, I can't control that. So that's, you know, outside of my circle that I can control and that can happen and it's okay, but I'm just going to let that one go uh, because things like the rain, the wind, uh, the, you know, the course, the people, I can't control all those things. All right. That was number three. Number four is something that you can use in your running and you can also use in life. And that's the five-year rule. And some people have like, uh, you know, shorten it too, but asking yourself, will this matter in five years? So if you're standing at the starting line, and again, you're so, so nervous, asking yourself if that, like what you're worried about is going to matter in five years will help. Uh, so if you're just concerned that you're not going to be able to run the whole race and you're going to have to walk, is it really going to matter in five years? In five years, you're probably going to be so amazed at what you did five years ago. You're just going to be darn proud of yourself. Uh, some people like to shorten this and say, you know, will it matter in five weeks, in five months, uh, you know, that type of thing, even in five minutes. Uh, so you can do that as well, and that will ease your brain. But the five-year one really applies nicely to your nerves before a race or before an important training run. And then number five, and the last one, is going to be focusing 100% on the process. And this is similar to controlling the controllables, but it's more so just really trying to soak up the moment. Like, the fact of the matter is, if you're listening to this, you are over age 40 probably, and you're not going to get that many chances to do races, to do runs, to do long runs with training partners. There's just not that many. The the numbers, you know, that we're going to have in our lifetime, there, there is a finite number and that's all we get so focusing on the opportunity to partake and participate park your car and walk to the starting line walk to the park to go for a run uh go to that training group like just focus 100 percent on the chance to get to do that and the outcomes will come and then the outcomes will turn out the way that they're supposed to turn out but you know looking at you know, at all the things that are going on during the race. Uh, what's the weather like? Does the sun beat down on you? What, you know, look at somebody, try to find somebody smiling. Try to find a person that you can meet and introduce yourself to. Like focusing on the process of getting to race or getting to show up and get some physical activity uh, is going to matter in the long term and takes us back to that five-year rule, right? You're going to remember the training process a lot more than you're going to remember any outcome. So that's number five. Uh, I hope this quick list of five things will help you relieve a little bit of your nerves and anxiety. If you have adif- additional things, feel free. You can always reach me at runningwithgrit at gmail.com. Uh, I have not, and I probably will not in the next month be on Instagram too much. It's one of those things that I keep saying I want to get back to. Uh, I am on LinkedIn quite frequently on social media, and I do post some inspirational content not related to running over there. And frankly, I just don't have time to do additional social media. So it's something that uh, I might have my daughter do a little bit more so that we can promote the podcast. Uh, But as of right now, this is what it is. And I appreciate each and every one of you for sharing this because we're getting a lot of listeners. We're helping a lot of people that, you know, maybe do have some anxiety related to getting started with a fitness program or getting to that race. So appreciate it uh, and happy running. Get out there and uh, remember to not be nervous, to be excited and grateful. 
Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.